So my ex-girlfriend, her mother committed suicide and her brother, and I got him tatted here. He was my agent and he committed suicide oh. the day I, like the week after I took the SGA deal. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That is terrible. It's a really yeah confusing thing to- Really confusing. Like yeah. This was just a year ago. Oh my God. So like, we're, we're friends, but like, it, like, like, it was so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of like tore us, tore us apart, kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, like, it changes a lot. So we have Renee Jeffries. So um, I was thinking as, as we, we, we started to expand, uh, you know, our podcast and trying to get diversified individuals on and thinking to myself of, of the most successful, you know, females in our in our company and in the industry and you know, as I'm going through the list for, for one, I was like, well, who do I know? And then a combination <laughs> of who do I know in addition to, you know, who, who's accomplished great things that, that would um, be interested in getting on. And, and I came to the top of the list. And, you know, luckily and surprisingly, you had responded so quickly and, and we were able to schedule so quickly where I was like, I, I didn't imagine. On a Sunday to, morning, I was like, damn, this must be important. Yeah, I was like, I, I was surprised. I was like, I'm I'm uh, surprised you were even going to be able to do this this year. I was like, I'd probably have to hit a certain sales goal or something to to even be allowed to is get that your you to social get media up. buzz. That's my next meal. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I already ate. <laughs> I was going to so, say you just ate one. Yeah, exactly. So I already ate it. But uh, I want to jump right in. Um, real laid back. So I just kind of want to get your story and and from past to present and just kind of get an idea of what what the future looks like and kind of go from there. So where were you born? Let's start there. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Cool. So what did, what did your parents do? My dad, a mechanic. Yeah. And my mom, uh, administrative assistant in all different offices. So union? What, were they union? Nope. Okay. Um, siblings? A brother and a sister. Okay. What did they What did they do growing up? Uh, well, so my sister, my, they're twins. Yep. They're two years younger, but my brother passed away. So okay. it's my sister now. Okay. She's in restaurant business. Yep. yep. You ever try to recruit her? I have. Yeah. Um, she's got some background issues. Yeah. So we okay. can't, but it's all good. Yeah. Doesn't so, mean that, that Marcus and Jim, you know, aren't willing to hire her cause they are, but yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> she's you. still in Cleveland. Yeah. I feel you. So growing up in Cleveland then what was growing up for you? Like, well, um, I mean, I guess in, in regards to what, like it's your whole life, my whole life, yeah, like growing up, life. what was growing up? Like, mean, as we, a young we were, kid yeah. to like, yeah, we, so I was the oldest of three. Okay. Um, growing up, we were like middle, low to middle income. You know, I didn't really have a whole lot. My parents were great. Um, they were married up until I was in college. So okay. we had our, our full pet family of five. Um, my brother was kind of bad growing up, though, you know? Yeah. So um, there were issues where the cops were getting called a lot. And we were almost seemed like we were like the big scene of the like the big, you know, the house that has all the scenes going on all the time. Actually, Peter Riker and I grew up on the same street. For real? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, we call each other Plainfield because that's the street we grew up on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So, but yeah, we always had the cops over there. He was just a bad, bad kid. So yeah. there were times where I almost felt like embarrassed at times to, um, you know, kids would be making fun of us or talking talking shit, you know, because my yeah. brother were getting in trouble. But I mean, it was good overall. I mean, yeah. You know, growing up as a child, you know, as we got older and then, you know, going away to college, left my family for the first time, um, my sister who is two years younger. She took it really hard. Yeah. Um, and she ended up getting some drugs. So I felt a little bit of responsibility for that. Like I yep. left her and abandoned her, which I didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents got divorced. So once I was like older, you know, in, in college, things started to kind of fall yeah, apart. Yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what was middle school? But like we skipped a little bit. What was middle school middle and high school. school like? I was a cheerleader. Yeah. Ran track. Um, 
I did, um, I was in dance pretty much my entire life. I had to make a decision once I got to ballet, high school. Ballet, hip hop. Ballet, tap, and jazz. Okay, I don't know <laughs> if you could break dance or something. No, I wish I was a better dancer. For, for t- taking dance classes lessons for so long, you'd think that I'd be a better dancer, but yeah. I'm not, not great at it. Where'd you go Need to college? a couple col- drinks. <laughs> Where'd you go to college? Ohio University. Oh, you. Yep. OU, OU Bobcats, oh, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Let's go. Let's yep. go. I know a lot of kids that go to OU. That's dope. Yep. So you go to OU, and then were, were, were you there for two years or three years before you got into our company? Uh, I was there for, well, I graduated from okay, college. Okay, Yep. Okay. So I actually had uh, American income, you know, I already knew I was going to start working for the company before I graduated. So uh, soon, I graduated a little bit early. I was a, gr- a quarter early. Um, okay. So my last final, I just would say that's when I graduated because I actually yeah. never went went back to walk across stage. So I was training someone that weekend. Yeah. But um, so I graduated in in March of '06, and in March of '06, I was coded with American Income, and and here I am. So how do you are how do you already know you're going to work with American Income? Uh, Travis Moody. Yeah. 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 He was a personal, uh, he personally recruited me. He went to college with me yep. um, and my ex-boyfriend at the time, they wrestled together. Okay. So something really good came out of that relationship. It was yeah. me finding Travis to find American income. Who recruited yeah. Travis? Uh, tra- you know, I'm not sure. Actually, okay. that's a good question. Is he, it might've been Nick Dangardi, maybe. I, don't I know. think that I hear that name I, a lot for yeah, recruiting. Yeah. So, and then, Oh, he had a badass team back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, Travis, is he, and he's an SGA. Yep, he's an SGA in Kentucky. Okay. Partners with, now with Josh West. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, and what Yeah, was he the, came back for a career fair. So, he, him and my ex-boyfriend, or boyfriend at the time, were, were really good friends. They wrestled together at yep. OU. And so, Travis is going to do a career fair for Ray Smith. Yeah. And um, so, he shows up. We go to meet him at the bars, like, the night before, yeah. you know? And he pulls up in a BMW. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Because whatever you're doing, I think I could do it. If not, the same is better, you know? Yeah. So I went to the career fair and like poked around with with the idea of it, and um, literally a couple of days later, decided that that was where I wanted to work when I graduated. I wasn't one hundred percent sure yet at that point what I was going to be doing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't fashion merchandising, which is what I went to school for. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like for school? Uh, you know, as, as far as school goes, I wasn't. I didn't go in like I want to do fashion. Like yeah. this is my goal. This is my passion. I played around with a couple of things. I actually was actually a dance major at OU. Yeah. But not coming from much of anything like my mom was you know spending tons of money trying to put me through school it was not easy on her financially first time I put on a leotard to go to school like to a college course I'm like I just I can't do this I could spend this money better elsewhere you know getting a business degree to open up a dance school or whatever so I kind of bounced around with with majors for a while I didn't have that really really strong passion um, even, you know, once I got my degree, it wasn't like be all end all. I, I'm going to be in, in fashion. So um, when I saw the opportunity and the income that could be generated and the lives that you can change um, with what Travis Moody was doing, I'm like, I'm all in. I don't, I don't need to try to figure out a, a career in fashion. So, yeah. yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So what was school like for you growing up? Like, did, did you like it? Did you not like it from high school to college? Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. And there's people like hate that hate school. Yeah. And there's people that love it and kind of between. I liked it. I, mean, yeah. I always got good grades. Okay. So you never got in trouble in school, high school and college? Uh, I might have gotten in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. In my younger years. What was like the, when you look back, I feel like every kid's got like one of those memories where it's like, you know, high school or college, I feel like around that area where it's like, you really messed up, but you can look back and kind of laugh at it, but it's like, you really messed yeah. up. Yeah. Um, well, I've gotten a couple fights, like physical fights. Nah. Yeah. Yep. I even <laughs> broke a toe once. Nah. Yep. Like my, one of my toes. Ohio. Broken. What's up yeah. with everybody? I can know. Fight We're in real, Ohio. real scrappy, especially yeah. if you're from the east side, you know? Yeah. So, so um, but yeah, my, my, uh, I got in a couple of fights in high school. They were always because I was trying to protect my sister or yeah. my family or, or, 
myself. Like it was never just because I had a hot head. It was, yeah, yeah. you know, I felt like I was defending people that needed to, you know, I don't want, I'm very protective of my people. Yes. My family, my friends, like I'm super, super loyal to you and no one else can treat you bad, especially in front of me. Yeah. I'll have a problem with it, you know? No, or I got no, hit she first. said no one else. Like I, <laughs> so you're saying, you know, you don't get the joke. Like I, I could beat you up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like, <laughs> no, you, no, not, not either. Like, so, like, like if my loved ones is like, I, I can, I can rag on you. No, like, nobody else allowed to. Be. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of how it works? Like <laughs> yeah, you might absolutely. be able to rip on your mom or your sister a little absolutely. bit, but no one else better say yeah. a word, right? Like it's yeah. like, you know, like my people, like this, yeah. age, like my like, agency, no, like no I'll, I'll rag on my people, but nobody right, else better. Right, right. Yeah. You got to be protective of them, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, there were a couple. The one was uh, in a, it was in a football player's front yard. I'm actually friends with every single girl that I've gotten in, in a fight with too. I mean, yeah. you're so, I mean, I, I graduated high school 20 years ago, not to age myself, but um, you know, so we're all way, way, way past that. But yeah. the one I, uh, where I broke a toe, the football players got in between us real fast and were trying to pull us apart. Mm-hmm. And my hair was like almost down to my butt. And so the only thing the girl could still get a hold of was my hair. So yeah. she had, and I'm like leaning over, you know, I'm like, I'm, you know, completely at a 90 degree yeah. angle. So the only thing I could do to try to defend myself was kick her. My arms weren't reaching her. Yeah. So I kicked her and broke my own toe. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. So you don't, can't Kicking. do anything about it, you know? Yeah. Just gotta wait for it to heal. That's horrible. Yeah. So, school, you didn't really mind, got in some fights, did kind of well. You already had AIL lined up because mm-hmm. Travis Moody, ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. it was all lined up. And then AIL, how like how did that how did that all go? Like from the, from from your start to where you're at now. Like give us the in depth detail. Okay. Like, Whew. All, all right. of it. So, um, when I first started with Saray Smith as an agent. I had literally one weekend off where I got licensed. I took, you know, actually you just have to go physically into a school, sit there for 40 hours a week mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and to get your license and, and yep. take the state exam. So um, I can't remember what I passed with, but I passed the first time. And then that following Monday was in training class with uh, Steve Cerace, um as the trainer. And um, so at the time, Story Smith had, maybe they still have this policy in place. I don't know. But basically, if you're in leadership, and especially if it's not a personal recruit, which I was of Travis's, but he was not my trainer, um, you know, if, if you blank as a leader two days in a row, you don't run any business, you know, that's can really start to screw up the mental of the trainee, you know? Yeah. So, um, like, they start questioning, well, geez, if, I, if my trainer can't do this, then am I going to be able to do it? So, um, so anyway, the, the guy that was initially training me and he's a great guy, he just had two bad days, you yep. know, um, and he could write a lot of business for the company for a long time, but he blanked two days in a row. And so I obviously didn't know this rule at this point in time. You know, yeah. I go out my first two days with him while I'm in, in house training with Steve Strace during the day. And, um, Marcus pulls me out of class on day three in the morning and he's like, I need to talk to you. I didn't even know who my name at that mm-hmm. point. You know, I'm like literally on day three. And, um, he goes, you're not going to be going out with your manager anymore. And said, you're going to go out with a guy named Simon. He's all the way out in. I can't remember where it was, like Southern Ohio somewhere, like yeah. a couple hours away. He's like, he's already out writing business, but when we're done with school today, you're just going to go meet him in the field after that. I'm like, okay. So I don't know who Simon is. I've ever met him before. You know, he wasn't in the office Monday or Tuesday or we didn't cross paths at least up to that point. So, um, so I go out and meet him wherever it was, Southern Ohio. And um, <laughs> I get in his car and he's like, take off all your jewelry. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I getting like, yeah. like what, what do you mean? He's like, take off all your jewelry. We don't go into houses like that. He was super business right away. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, I'm like straightening up in the car. Like, am I sitting okay? Is he mad at me? You know? Yeah. But, um, and we went out that day and he just ripped it. I can't remember how much he wrote, but it was, I think he probably wrote minimum five, 10,000 every single week that I was with him in the field. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the easiest thing in the world. Like, there's no way that everyone can't be super, super successful at this. Yeah. So I do understand the importance of why they kind of 
pulled me out, you know, after after day two of not seeing anything. But um, I mean, the belief was there like instantly. I kind of forget who field trained Simon. Uh, shoot, I don't remember. Yeah, I forget. No, he's got he's had to have mentioned it. Um, hmm. It'll come to me. I can't remember. Was it was it Nixon? No, it wasn't Nixon Guardy. You'll have to ask him. I don't I'm gonna know. Have to ask him. It's gonna drive me crazy, yeah, actually. Same. Yeah. So, you see him doing it. You see him having success. Yeah. Where does that lead to next? So he was a really good trainer. I was the second person that he trained. Yeah. Um, and he was just on it, and I was willing to take as much criticism, you know, feedback um, as I could. And he was super, super supportive. I mean, there were times where, at that point in time, Surrey Smith was running a seven-day schedule. We worked Monday through Sunday. Um, you know, pretty much before the sun came up to after the sun went down. So, um, you know, and we get on a phone session on every Sunday we did phones and it'd be like nine o'clock or eight o'clock whenever we could stop calling on a Sunday. And he'd be like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do role play now. And we would literally go through the script for hours. We'd yeah. be in the office. It'd be like 11, 12, one in the morning. And if I got one word wrong, like, and instead of, or he'd be like, no, start over. I'd be on page like six of eight. And he's like, make him start over at sentence <laughs> one. I'm like, oh my God. That's there were a couple of times where I might've had a breakdown or two. Like, please just let me keep going. I don't want to start off at word one on page one. It's font yeah. size eight, single space, you know, yeah. um, it's a lot different than the scripts are now, but. But yeah, so I mean, he was he was just an awesome trainer. So, you know, and, and having the support and, and belief from him and you could tell he really cared about his people, making sure that his people were successful was very, very important to him. Yeah. Um, and so we had our little team of three, you know, for pers first person that he trained up, up to this point um, was uh, Gideakos Davis. I yep. think he, yeah. So that was his first train. So uh, Gideakos and I were like, loved each other, but yeah. like we were at it. Like, I'm yeah. going to beat you this week. And so we were super competitive with each other, which, which helped a lot, um, you know, drive each other. But um but yeah, so then I got promoted. I can't remember when I got my SA contract. I didn't really struggle writing business right away. I literally, I feel at least, I mean, might might tell you different, but I feel like whatever he said to do, I just listened. Yeah. Especially at this point in my career. Maybe later on I would, you know, challenge some things that he said, to be fair. But early on, especially, like, I didn't question anything. I remember him telling me at one point, um, if you get, you know you're doing your job right when you get kicked out of a house. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? And he's like, if you're really doing your job and you're explaining properly, you know, with the benefits that they need really, and they don't see a need for it. If you just pack up and walk out, like you're not doing your job. Like you need to make sure that you're fighting for it more or less. Like they need to understand how important this is. And if you've done everything you possibly could to the point where they're literally like, I'm done, like get out. Yeah. Like, that's when you know, like you're, you're doing your job properly. Yeah. You know, in a way, basically saying you're not giving up too fast in, in the homes that you're sitting down with. Yeah. And it's not even to make a sale. It's to, you know, make sure that they're fully protected. And then obviously it comes back to you with the, with the premium in the, in the income. But so anyway, I got kicked out of my first house. You would have thought that I had a huge sale. Yeah. I called him all pumped up. Like I just got kicked out of my first house. He's like, okay, we don't need to always be doing that now, you know? But, um, but anyway, so he, uh, he, he was a great trainer. So after a couple of months, I got my essay contract. Um, and my first trainee was C Dubs. Oh wow! Yeah, first person I ever trained was was Chris was Chris Williams. So, Let's go. Yeah, Let's I know, go. like that's cool. At least the first person I trained is yeah. still here. I don't know who else is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, been I a little while at this yeah. point, you know. Yes, but um, but uh, I love I love Chris. Yep, he's awesome, but he was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. How old was he when he started? Um, I was twenty, almost twenty two when I first started. So I was twenty two when I trained him. I don't know how much. I don't. Know, how old is he? I have no idea. I think he's give or take around my age. So he yeah. was early 20s. Now, yeah. was he Simon's personal or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Simon gave him to me to train. Was, was it football? Yeah. Okay. At Mercyhurst? I yep, think. Yeah, I think so. And so 
from their essay. I remember, did you post something about you being the number one GA the other oh, day? God. Yeah, so my when I went home for Christmas, my mom's like, here, she gives me this big like tote, like those plastic totes mm-hmm. of spotlights and like Stray Smith Awards, stuff that I, I guess left at her house at some point, one of my yeah. many moves. And um, so I'm going through all these spotlights and I'm like, holy shit, there I am. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't even look like myself anymore. It's been so long, but, um, and it's crazy, the numbers, like to get in the number one spot as a GA um, at that point, you know, it's like won't even get you in the top 10 now, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of making fun of myself. Like this is what we, yeah. this is what you had to do to get, you know, top position in the spotlight back in the day. But things have changed. The company's grown crazy. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So you went from SA to GA. When did you become an MGA? I became an MGA after um, 11 months. Okay. Yeah. So coming up on 2007? Yep. It was beginning in 2007. Okay. And so then at that point, Simon became um, an RGA. Yep. And I think, is that the year that he got promoted, I think? I thought it was 2008. Okay, it might have been. I think it was, I don't yeah. know, I think it was 2008. I can't remember. Okay, well, wh- whatever year it was. So I was an MGA under him as a, as an RGA up until the point where he left um, for Pittsburgh. And then where did you, where were you running your MGA deal? In Cleveland at that point in time. Okay. Yeah. And then after a little while, um, you know, obviously Simon did a startup. Um, and he had great support, like, especially with his mom, who's amazing. Yep. I love her. Um, but... You know, I had the opportunity to go out there um, yep. after a couple of months. I didn't go right away when he got promoted. Yeah. Uh, so I went out to uh, Pittsburgh and I was there for about a year. Yep. Once he hit 100,000 uh, in a week, and you probably have seen it. I feel like they post it yeah. every now and then in the spotlight, you know, where everyone's like holding a different yeah, yeah. like sign. So you might not know, but I'm one of those people. I just yeah. had like jet black hair at the time yeah, yeah. Um, and was obviously a lot younger. But so once he hit 100,000 a week, I'm like, it's time to go back to Cleveland. Yep. Um, went back to Surrey Smith. And, uh, you know, they opened me, welcomed me back with open arms, but they're like, listen, you have two choices. You can, you left as an MGA, so you can come back as an MGA, but we're not giving you your team back. Like you're going to have, we, we can't yeah, take yeah. them from their new pe- you know, from their new managers. So you can have an MGA contract or you can, um, be a GA and we'll put you under Vasu. We know that you guys are good friends. You guys will work well together. And he will, is under the understanding that he'll give you people to train like right out the gates. We want to wait for you to build your pipeline. And um, anyone that you train, you'll keep once you're ready to be an MGA. And I'm like, I'll do that all day long. Like, I, I didn't have one person in the pipeline when I left Pittsburgh to go back to Cleveland. Yeah. What's the point of taking an MGA contract at that point? You yeah, know? exactly. You're better off just, you know, humbling yourself and, and getting to work. So yeah. um, so that's what I did with, with Vasu for a little while. And then they asked me if I would down, move down to Columbus and um, work with uh, Bulldog in, in the Columbus office. So, um, I'm not a huge fan of Cleveland. Like I don't miss it. Yeah. I don't like it. There brings back a lot of bad memories. I yep. just, I, I just doesn't, it's not good for me. So I'm like, sure. I'll move to, I'll move to Columbus, move down to Columbus. And so at this point, Dave Guzman, who's a director with home office now, but also used to work with Stray Smith. Um, he was an MGA in the Columbus office. So he wanted to go back to Cleveland, if I remember correctly. So you're almost like swapping teams in a mm-hmm. way. And neither one of us had like a huge team built up at that point. We were both rebuilding. Um, so I went down to Columbus and I was there up until I left, um, to work for home office in 2011. Yep. So I was with Stray Smith, between Stray Smith and, and, and Simon, it was about five years on the agency side. And then how did the home office opportunity present itself? You know, really it was just a matter of timing, but, um, so before the laptop presentation, do you know what we used to do? Like to sell? Um, I actually don't. I just, <laughs> I remember I started with paper leads, but I don't know what you guys really did. Okay, I just so like, there used to be a three ring binder. Uh-huh. Like just like I don't know if you played the videos or not, but just like how there's videos and, yeah. and there was a three ring binder and you would flip the pages and there's like pictures on them, like yeah. legit, like it was like you're reading the people. So did you guys have the script memorized or did you read the script in the house? 
Oh, I had it memorized word for Okay, I was just I was about to call I was gonna call Simon right after this. Right. Oh, are you kidding? I just told you he would literally. Okay, I was I was just double checking because when you when you said binder and I'm like, no, no. they <laughs> did it. We did have a binder, but it was I'm literally saying. pictures that like corporate put together. Okay. Well, you know, and it's like you know final. I can't remember what they said. Like final expense, and then we had stuff in like the little like protectors, like the clear protectors. And I yeah. mean, it was like looking back on it, it's like I can't believe we used to sell people. You know, we used to go into homes like that. Do you ever forget to- your binder? Because I used to. You know what I mean? Laptop explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, that's one good thing about the binder is that nothing, it's not exploding. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about any technical issues, but um, you could leave it. You know, that's just as bad. But oh, word for a word, we had to have it memorized. Okay. And there'd be like pop quizzes, like walking down the hallway. If Simon or Marcus wanted to be like, give me your freedom of choice. And if you couldn't spit it out, like that wasn't good. You know, I always made sure I was on top of my, on top of my shit. Yeah. I wasn't going to be getting caught not knowing my stuff. So that's hilarious. Yeah. But, um, what were we talking about? Laptop. Oh, yeah, laptop. So um, so Don Bertini and I had communicated. Uh, there was actually someone else that came from Surrey Smith that w- left to go work for, for home office. And uh, at this point in time, they were starting to put together the laptop presentation, like EAP. We yeah. wouldn't have anything on a computer up to this point with the company. Yep. And so they needed people to help roll it out to the company. So at this point in time, again, I'm rebuilding. I'm down in Columbus. At this point in time, my agency wasn't writing 20, 30,000 plus a week. And so it was just honestly timing. I, I was 26, I think, maybe 27 at that point. And I'm thinking like, well, this is going to be a traveling job. I'm going to literally travel to every single office in the company and help roll out a brand new presentation, which is super scary to think about changing just literally the way that we do things, which I guess we've done with you know going from in person a virtual but that was um, forced you know like this yeah. was like we had to try to to get everyone on board that this was a better way to do it you know yeah. and so um i figured i'm not married i don't have kids i think traveling sounds really fun yeah and i'm in a rebuilding phase where i don't feel like i'm walking away from you know from a team that i worked so hard to build i was just basically starting over again um and so i'm like oh it's kind of now or never because hopefully you know i mean if i were to get married or have kids maybe i'm not gonna be so willing to travel yeah you know four days a week it used to be i think it was monday through thursday when we first started every single week yeah 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 so um so i decided to take that opportunity and helped roll out the laptop presentation for a couple years took us and then what promotions have you experienced since then uh, since the laptop director i got promoted to a sales director yep and then in 2000 17 or 16 i can't remember 2017 i think um i was director of the year and so that puts you in a position where the company starts to look at you for potential positions um to move into a vp role so then i got promoted to a vice president of field operations just three years ago actually i just hit the three years in that position um and in order to take that position you have to be living in texas so uh, i moved on to texas three years ago and, and have been in that position since let's go so what part of texas do you live in again uh it's a little bit north of dallas okay yeah that's awesome. Northern Dallas suburb. You like it? I do. I awesome. do. It's a lot different than Cleveland. Yeah. You know? But oh, I like man. it. I mean, Cleveland is, not, like I said, it's not my favorite place at all. But the weather is just so much different. Like, I forget how cold it gets. Yeah. Even when I got off the plane today, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't dress warm enough, you know? Yeah. It's freezing, freezing here. Yeah. And it, you're in the lake. Same with Cleveland. Yeah. And, and in Texas, there's sweltering hot where you feel like you're in an oven or there's cold. Like, we don't have the season, so I do kind of miss you know, the, the fall, like yeah. leaves don't change colors there. It's really weird. Yeah. Everything's either green or it's brown, like, yeah. you know, yeah. which is ugly. You don't get to see that fall that you can see, yeah. you know, in the Midwest. Which Absolutely. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, and then how's work presently? What things are you excited about that are going on right now? How's, how's life now? I, I mean, I love it. Work is great. You know, I have, um, so right now I'm responsible for, um, I have three sales directors on my team 
And then between the three sales directors and myself, there's uh, 15 SGAs that, that we work with. So 15 different agencies that we, um, um, you know, visit every other week, ultimately. I uh, yeah. just started training a new guy. I'm excited about him as well. Yep. Um, because we lost one of my guys to be an SGA, which is an awesome opportunity for him. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You, like, I like how you guys are doing that, the sales directors, yeah. and then kind of yeah. gives them a lot more education for some individuals that might not have like a the resources, gym and yep. market. Absolutely. And, I, mean, I mean, and Simon. yeah, even going from um, Saray Smith to when Simon was just starting up, we were like, we didn't realize how much we didn't know. Yeah. You know, like Bev and all the, all the ladies that and Tiffany that work in in the Cleveland office, like their their support system is so strong there that we were kind of spoiled. We had no idea how good we had it, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like we don't even know what cast means. Like we don't know how to get into cast. Like very simple things that you would think that you would know, but when you had a support system, you know that strong, like the ages that we came from, it was it makes it really difficult. So I think yeah. this this new program is is cool for people who maybe don't have um you know the background necessary to just jump right into an SGA position where they're gonna going to be you know comfortable with it right away so absolutely yeah what are some of your favorite memories in general favorite memories like just lifetime favorite memories like generally speaking yep, just generally. i can't tell you like one specific moment yeah but i'll no. tell you generally speaking i missed like 2006 2007 there were just literally i feel like it's like probably a quarter of the sga body at this point where all my friends like all started off within the same year of each other yeah. Um, it was, those days were fun. They Road to, trips. They need to do like a thirty for thirty on like how many like it's it's two thousand six to two thousand eight. It's you know, it's wild, yeah. All the I mean, talent that came through, and, and like all at once. Yeah. I mean, the list is you know every year at the SG meeting we try to get everyone on stage to take a picture. Yeah. And there's always someone that are, one or two people that are missing. Um, you know, because they were in the bathroom or they ran out from too the early. gym and Marcus like Tulich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wild. The whole stage is filled every yeah. time now. Yeah, it is, it is incredible when you try to add up the AOP. I, I don't know. I think I talked Marcus to Marcus does Steve. this. Yeah, yeah. he adds up the AOP. <laughs> to, Marcus makes sure he's talking about AOP. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. It's true, though. Yeah. It's, it's no, it true, is. and it's it's cool, and it's it's ultimately just cool to work in a company where we all do compete in it. We find that balance of a, a healthy a yeah. healthy competition. Mm -hmm. So I really <laughs> do enjoy <laughs> I really do. I enjoy, love Marcus. I really do enjoy that. Yeah. So some of your favorite memories, 2006, oh, yeah. 2007, 2008. Yeah, beginning. Is there anything though that like, I know you said you couldn't point one out, but is there anything that you could, if you thought about it, that you could point out in um, awards or things or. Yeah. I mean, I, I was winning I awards, um, you know, especially as in the GA position. I think I was in that position the longest my first yeah. year. Um, I mean, I got from an agent to an essay pretty quick. I remember Marcus. Or, or Simon or collectively Jim, I don't know who it was exactly, feeling like I was ready to be promoted to an essay. And I'm like, these people are crazy. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, I'd take all kinds of me from back then at two months in. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, I don't, I still have questions every day that I'm in the field. You want me to train someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, I was, I was definitely ready. And I think I might've pushed it off for one more month. Like, just let me get one more month in under my belt. And, um, you know, for the rest of that first year, I was in the GA role. So I, I was on stage quite a bit with Sarai Smith, um, yeah. as a GA and then an MGA, probably an essay too. Um, um, but yeah, so so that was good. With you know, we had road trips were so fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. I, I did over a hundred thousand miles in two years. Oh my god, I have I didn't I don't think I did that much. Ninety three days, I fell asleep behind the wheel five times. That's not Car good. Insurance got up to a thousand dollars. Oh month. my god, that's not safe at all. Yep. We had a <laughs> there was <laughs> Simon not, tells me not to tell people that when I'm I trying to recruit. Would, I know. <laughs> be like, what well, now they can. Do? Yeah. Oh my god, that's wild. That's a lot. Um, there was a road trip. 
that uh, Vasu, Simon, and I went on. Yeah. And when we did road trips, like I'm sure you, you were the same way, like you go hard. Like, yeah. like nothing else matters at that point. Like your whole focus is just to come back with the most and the much ALP, as much ALP as you can. So uh, Vasu, Simon, and I were, were doing a road trip together. But obviously, when we got down there, I can't remember what city we were in even. We all spread out. Mm -hmm. So late at night, they both get back to the, to the hotel, and I'm not back because I'm closing someone. Like, Simon should have known that he had my schedule. Yeah. This dude lost his shit. Like, completely flipped out. Like, screaming at, texting me, calling me. Like, I, I didn't realize. I was literally filling out an application. And so when we got back, Vasu was kind of laughing at him. Like, dude, like, she was in a sale. Chill out. And he's like, I, I, I got to make sure that nothing's happening to her, though. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm not answering my phone. I think it was probably, like, 1130 or so. Um, but those road trips were always fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, oh, he was so mad. I'm like, okay, I'll make sure I check my phone to let my, <laughs> let my manager know that I'm still alive at 1130. <laughs> so what are some of, uh, you know, what were some of your passions growing up that kind of transition into, you know, maybe passions or hobbies you have now? Or just overall, maybe just passions and hobbies you just have now that yeah. you developed? Yeah, I mean, it's my passions I, might be weird, but maybe it's because I don't have children. I am obsessed with my dog. Yeah, what kind I of dog? Her. A Boston Terrier. Oh, uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I like so French cute. bulldogs are kind of Oh, I really today. want a Frenchie. Yeah. They're I really close. want a Frenchie. But um, because I travel for work a little bit at this point, it's not just my decision. I got to make sure. Yeah. My boyfriend at home will take care of her yes. willingly, you know, yes. while I'm gone. But um, so I really love my, my dogs and uh, uh, music. I'm really into music. Okay. All over the like, place. Like, do you it. make music? No. God, I wish. Okay. So I actually decided I got really inspired by a. Uh, a Sam Hunt song, which is country. Oh, you listen to country. Yeah. And I'm um, like, you know, Arkansas. I'm going to, I'm going to learn to play the guitar, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like super set on this. So I, I bought a guitar, an acoustic guitar, left-handed one. So I was really proud of myself. I'm You're left-handed? I am. My little sister's left-handed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice that in there. Mm -hmm. I didn't move to see your writing or something, but, um, so I buy this guitar and I'm like, I go to try to learn it and I can't, I mean, there's just, there's no way that I'm going to put that much time and effort into learning the guitar when I would be putting it somewhere else. Yeah. So I didn't end up, I didn't end up learning the guitar, but music, I like um, going to concerts, music yep. festivals. I'm probably getting a little bit too old for, but um, any sort of live music. I love it. What's your, like your, some of your favorite? Oh God, I'm all over the place. So I, I like country. I haven't always liked country though. Yeah. That came later in life. Um, I used to really like hip hop rap, which I still like. It's a lot of EDM, but like more, not like, not the like the hard, music? not like hardcore stuff, more house. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rufus Du Soul or Odessa. Those are two of my favorite groups. Do you like the DJs that home office will yeah. get for the conventions? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think we're, we might have a surprise coming up soon. I thought, yeah, I don't know if we announced, well, didn't we announce it? It was announced. Yeah. Yeah. I what? don't know how, if this is like live or not though. We can't no. be saying it now. No, it's not live, but it'll. This will be out in probably like a month. So we can okay. probably say it. D yeah, in a month. Yeah, it comes out in a month. You could say it. D who's the DJ again? Cascade. Cascade. Are I looked him up. He looked like he has some views yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, no. He's legit. Yeah. He's legit. I mean, dope. were you at Tiesto? Um, 2018? Yeah. Uh, was it? Gosh, was it that long ago? Mm -hmm. That was my first convention because I got hired in September of 2017 at 18. And then I qualified... No, it was 2019 because yeah. I qualified in 2018 and went yeah, yeah. 2019 yep, in Vegas. And I was, I I was 19 years old, but I was number 48 in the company producer, and I was I had to wait for my mom to check me into my hotel room <laughs> in the Caesar's Palace. <laughs> like, I did decent enough, and Simon was blown yeah. like hyping me up. So like everyone's saying hi, and I'm sitting out like by the Caesar's Palace check-in, 
waiting. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm waiting for my mom. They're like, what? And I'm like, I'm waiting for my mom to check me into my hotel room because I'm 19. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was. It That's was funny. so funny. Yep. Wow. And me being a, a, a young young man, I'm sitting there like all these cute girls. Yeah. And that That's got ruined. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, oh, so passionate about music. What is, you know, some of the things that I like to ask people, because I, I just start asking what I, like what I like, you mm. know what I mean? But I, I love food. So what are some of the foods that you like? Hmm. Labasi uh, gave me all these crazy oh, Italian words. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like Italian for yeah. sure. And Labasi's, you know, one of the, one of my closest friends I hang out yeah. with in Texas. So I eat lots of Italian. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I'm trying to lose a couple of pounds. So I'm kind of staying away from that now. But um I like Greek food. Yeah. I think Greek food's really There's good. There's a Greek place right down the road. I know. I've been bad. there. It's For not real? bad. Yeah. Yeah. I love baklava. I've been baklava. there with Bob. I love baklava. I love what about spanakopita? Do you like spanakopita? I don't know what it is, but Domades. it's sweet. Is oh, it? no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, I know <laughs> you're a sweets guy. <laughs> I got to Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Baklava is really good. Yes. It's like kind of flaky, and then you get down to the bottom piece. Oh, my it's God. Just, it's mm, fire. Yep. It's so really what's good. this other thing you just said? Um, I like spanakopita. It's like the same kind of flaky stuff that the baklava has but it's it's with it has like spinach and feta cheese in it sounds fire um, yeah it's really is that good. greek as well yep it's basically spinach and feta cheese wrapped in that same flaky crust now stuff. what got you into liking you just went to a greek restaurant uh it? well that's where the ex-boyfriend comes back into play the guy that i dated through high school and college was 100 percent greek you like gyros i you know i don't now they don't call it gyros don't they it's call it euro mm -hmm. okay now how do they pronounce the g like a u or <laughs> Well, it's euro so okay yeah but it's i i would say gyro yeah but, but g-y-r-o-s right? yeah right right so um so my ex-boyfriend throughout that i dated throughout high school and college was 100 percent greek and so that was my first introduction to greek food um and his mom was so good at it mm -hmm. um she's a great cook and so um like there's a there's a couple dishes i'm not like too well versed on it i have like my go-to's mm -hmm. and whenever i'm when I, if i'm going to eat greek food i'm having one of those few dishes that i that i really really liked um, you know, from, from my ex-boyfriend, but, um, yeah. So Greek is one of my favorite foods. Now, do you like movies? I'm not a movie person. And I knew that this was going to come up. I don't have a favorite movie for you. You don't have a favorite movie? I, listen, I even thought long and hard because I've watched plenty of your podcasts. I'm like, he asked us in every one. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to come up with an answer. You don't have a, a show or something you liked? I mean, there are shows that I liked, but there's nothing, nothing like... Nothing that really, like, hit you and you're like, I love this. I've, I'll tell you recently, one that I binged, but it was, like, embarrassing to even admit how fast I, I finished it, was Ted Lasso. Okay. Oh my God. I've not heard of this. What is, what's it about? You don't know. You haven't seen. Oh my God. I'm going to put this in my notes. Ted Lasso. It's so good. It's on Apple TV. So you watch Peter's podcast, I'm guessing. What? <laughs> Peter Riker's podcast. Yeah, but what? <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it know. was hilarious because it was such a comedic podcast. And some of them, I just did one with a stand up comedian. And like, I don't know what comedians have like this. <laughs> like comic card where they can just say whatever yeah and it's like look he's scary i'm like oh god i don't know i'm gonna do a call from home office or something <laughs> <laughs> hear this. and then you told me you listened to and like as i'm making these and like just the funny shit we're saying and i'm like and then you were like yeah i listened to something i'm like oh, i hope she just listened to like oh i listened to peter i listened to peter's first that was the first one peter's is hilarious oh my god he's so funny i love him and then they and then the dea come in <laughs> <laughs> they tell him to put his I shirt don't on. Him in here. Yes. He was saying. Yes. That's so funny. So let's see, let me put this in here. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. So it's about. What's this about? Okay, so it's about a football coach, like an American football coach. Um, 
that you know brought a team to a championship or something so then uh, England decides that they want him to come over as a coach for one of their football teams which is soccer yeah and um, it's it's a kind of a complicated story basically the people that owned the soccer club um, it's a marriage and this marriage split and so the wife now has the soccer club and she wants to basically ruin the soccer team in spite of her husband, her ex-husband, who was cheating yeah. on her. So she hires Ted Lasso because he's clearly just kind of a joke that he had this one team where the way that he was motivating and inspiring them and getting them to move and getting them to win, in her opinion, was just like way far out there. Like, this guy's a, a joke. Let's just bring him on board and let him let our team sink completely. Yeah. So obviously he didn't understand that's why he got hired. Um, but then he goes over there and he just he crushes it and he brings the team back together and fixes morale. It's a it's a good story, but it is hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. I I binge it to the point where like I was almost thinking about lying to people like and telling them that I wasn't done with it yet because I started it you know only a few days ago. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad, but it's good. Typically, people that have a lot of success, they get things done pretty quickly. I don't like. Yeah, I'm very impatient. Yeah, they just. It's a it's a weakness and a strength, I think. But yeah, whatever yeah. it is, we just get it done. Yeah. That, yeah. So, but so, I also like having more episodes of stuff, which is why I think I'm not a movie person. Like, yeah. I like to have series of You get, of, like, mad. I get, like, mad, like, at the end. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. ugh. And there's, like, two hours, and you're just amazing, and then you're uh-huh. like, well, now what? Like, you yep. have to go find something else. Like, no. Kind of an emptiness. Yeah. So I'm not really a big movie person. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I went to a movie theater. Yeah. N- no clue. Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> I see every movie. Um, what does the future vision for you hold? What is your future vision? I mean, overall, in general, I mean, I just want to be in a position where I can help other people um, have success, help my family, um, you know, the people that I work with on my team, whether it's an agent in one of the agencies that I work with all the way up to, you know, the sales directors, um, you know, from a personal perspective, I'd like to, um, you know, continue working my way up on, on the corporate side. I love the agency side and I love the, the where I'm at right now with my career. Um, and I think it's really important to be happy with what you do. And I was never unhappy. Um but, you know, there's times where people are like, why, why did you move to a home office? Or, you know, why did you leave the agency side? And it's literally, again, just a matter of timing. But there's times where I'm like, damn, all my friends' renewals are so much more than mine. Like, what was I, if I would have just stuck around? Yeah. But, I, but I love what I do, you know? So yeah. I'm happy at this point. Um, I want to continue moving up with home office and, um, you know, impacting as many lives as I can. Are there any future places you want to travel? Are you happy with living in Texas? So I'm happy with living in Texas. Uh, my boyfriend is not. Yeah. But, uh, Where's he want to live? Uh, Cleveland. Which I why? Like that's crazy. Is he from to Cleveland? Me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's actually a PR. He is a personal recruit. For real? Yeah. Let's yep. go. Um, Mike Labasi grew up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm like, well, at least he's probably a decent guy. Like yeah. Labasi would be hooking me up with someone that was yeah, a total piece a of shit. Guy. You know? Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, he he in a perfect world he'd live in Cleveland and. In a perfect world, I would not live in Cleveland. Not even so. What's the Ohio, is it the Ohio Pie? I always see on like Marcus and his uh, his nephew. I think it's Austin. Yeah. I always see that. Oh, you don't like the Ohio Pie? The Ohio not, Pie. It's like a pizza place out there. It looks fire. I've had it like once. It is fire. No. They have cookies, pizza. Huh. It's, it's called the Ohio Pie. I would move to Cleveland for it. I think oh, it's God. called Ohio Pie. You, you would move to Cleveland? No. For some pizza. You're in Chicago. Yeah, but. You know, that's true, actually. I just, yeah, I got on this, crazy. I got on this stupid diet and like, 
automatically like i'm already naturally a very tense person yeah that's why i think why i fit fit in the, in the yeah oh me culture. too yeah so like and now i'm on this diet and like cut out sugar from like that's the biggest addiction in the world you know what i mean and people sugar is hard that's you the start, biggest is, addiction all yeah. these drugs and alcohol it's sugar is the bit like that'll kill more people than all the drugs and alcohol combined yeah you know what i mean people yep. don't take into consideration what sugar does Right, it's time. terrible for you. Yeah, there was a period of time where like I just never really craved sweets, and I'm like, this is amazing. There's like, never I, been a period of time I haven't <laughs> craved. <laughs> well, then I started eating sweets, and you know, then all of a sudden it's oh. like I would notice like I'm craving something sweet, and yes. I never, for a big part of my life, I don't really remember. I didn't not like sweets, but yeah. like I wouldn't crave it really. And once I realized I was craving it, and I looked in the mirror and my clothes weren't fitting, I'm like, okay, we gotta do something about this. Like this oh, is crazy. Dude. It's it's hard. So, um, yeah, sugar's bad for you. I love sweets, so future vision we hit on places you want to travel places i want to travel that's a good question places you've loved traveling to places i've loved traveling to uh, i mean there's so many places i've traveled for for work obviously mm. um you know i'm in a different state every other week but um like personally i mean i haven't really been a ton of places one place i'm not a huge fan of though is mexico yeah. i'd like to go to hawaii i've never been to hawaii yeah. You know, actually, when I went on the Alaskan cruise um, that the company had, um, yep. I won that. Was that fun? A few years ago. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Yeah. At first, I'm like, man, of all the six-month contests, I'm winning the one to Alaska. It was amazing. Yeah. And from people that have been to multiple ones, like David and... Um, you get, like, seasick at all? You know what? I did a little bit. Once we went on the, the on the bottom level, we just wanted to see what the rooms looked like on the bottom level. And that's not where they had us. I mean, we had balconies. Like, yeah. we had our own butler that came to the room. It was insane. Um uh, but, uh, on the very bottom level, I, I got, I got pretty sick it was quick. I'm like, let's just go back upstairs. I haven't felt sick, sick upstairs at all. You know, but it was beautiful. It was warm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you guys get off at all? Yeah. We stopped at multiple different places. The one place we did not stop was Juno just because we, we couldn't, we couldn't, um, cause of the water. Yeah. It's too windy, but, um, but yeah, it was a really cool, really beautiful place. I can't, I you have to go back there at the right time of the year though. Like I'm yeah. not trying to go there, you know. When I could just go to Cleveland or Chicago and get that cold weather, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it was a perfect time of year. That was good. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now, long term, cool with Texas, traveling, yeah. things in mind. You enjoyed Alaska. You know, if there's um, anywhere I could live in the world, uh, maybe world is a from places that I've been. Like, if there's any place that I could live, I didn't have to be in Texas for my career, which I'm more than willing and happy to be there for it. Um, I'd live in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus? I love Columbus. I love it. I think I, I think there's a shopping center in Columbus when I drive through. Yeah, I think there's a, like, because uh, when we were really young, we used to drive through it when we would, I don't know where we would go. I think Indiana to visit my aunt and uncle, my mom's side. And we, I think we would drive through there and there was like an American Girl doll store for my little sister. Yeah, that's Easton. Yeah. We, yeah. I would be so pissed. It'd be two hours. We'd just be sitting there and we'd be looking at these <laughs> stupid ass dolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I couldn't. <laughs> I just wanted to go look at some Jordans that we couldn't afford. Yeah. But. Uh, it's the outdoor mall, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mall. Easton. So last thing, tips for really just anybody in the business, but maybe if, even if you have some specific ones for, for the females, uh, you know, whether that's in our business or just in the entrepreneurial world or just in general, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, anything you want to share. Like from a female perspective. Um, I think a combination of both. I don't want to yeah. limit you to just a female well, perspective. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yes. that. Um, you know, I do think that, you know, when I started with the company I was in, it was very male dominated. And over time, it's there's more females that have, you know, joined the company and joined the agencies. But um, I, I never wanted, I never looked at myself as 
like se- like I was never separating myself from the men. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I mean, I I can do whatever they can do. Like why yeah, yeah. why not? My, my, I'm, why not? Why why wouldn't I be able to do what yeah. they do or have the success that they have? And I think it's important for um, you know women that are especially starting with this company or anywhere else is like you just cannot give up and and you have to always believe that you're just as good if not anyone else um is you just goes everyone else in, in the room or mm-hmm. the agency and there's no reason why you can't work your way up the ladder as well i feel like sometimes uh women will start to just assume that they're not as worthy or assume that they're not as good like no screw that like there's that's just not my mindset at all. I think it's really important to be mentally tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through a lot, um, especially starting off with a company, like uh, like personal stuff, like nothing in the business. But, I mean, my, my brother died. My eight-year relationship ended, which was good all in the long run. But um, my sister was in, in, in and out of rehab and in jail for heroin. And my dad was an alcoholic, barely ever saw. I mean, all this stuff happened within my first few months. If you don't mind me asking how, and you don't have to answer, how how did your brother pass away? Oh, I'm, I'm super open about this. This is like part of my story when I talk to anyone really. Yeah. Um, so my brother committed suicide. Wow. Yeah. He shot himself in the head. So my ex-girlfriend, her mother committed suicide and her brother, and I got him chatted here. He was my agent, and he committed suicide oh. the day I, like the week after I took the SGA deal. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that is terrible. It's a really, yeah, confusing thing to really confusing. Like yeah. this was just a year ago. Oh my God. So like, we're we're friends, but like it like, like, it was so weird. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Kind of like tore us, tore us apart, kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. Like cha- it changes a lot. Yeah, I mean it's. I was, so I started in March. My brother shot himself on June 13th. So I was only there for, for a few months at that point. Um, and it's funny because I, so my, my ex-boyfriend and I, when we graduated from OU together, we moved in together yeah. in, in Cleveland. And, um, you know, we just started not getting along. He actually was also a personal recruit of Travis Moody's, obviously. They were the ones that were friends and wrestled yeah. together. Um, but I passed my state exam first. I started writing business first. He's still trying to figure out how to pass, pass the state exam. So I was like rolling at that yeah. point and he wasn't even licensed yet. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I think this sometimes can happen in our business where, um, you know, there might be some insecurities at home, especially in a younger couple, like a relationship, you know, he's questioning what I'm doing, why I'm working so late. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're going to see when you start, like, yeah. this is what we do. I, if I'm in a sale, I'm not going to be like, hold on, let me call my boyfriend. I've, like, lo- I've lost some girls from that because they're, and I always, because inc- we have a very respectful culture, despite us yeah. being young and that just being obvious with, with us just being adults. Yeah. I mean, I'm always like, bring them in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Let's have pizza. Let's have, you know, I don't drink, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I've lost, I've lost people in general, but usually more, more, more times than not girls than. Oh, for sure. Than, than, it's than happened the other way around too, probably a yeah. couple times. I actually had a guy, God, he was so good. His name was Brandon. Yeah. Brandon wore a lot of business. He had a lot of potential. Yeah. I could see him getting the leadership. He had a good head on his shoulders. I was really excited about him and his wife was not having it. Like, yeah. She, and she made him quit. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, so if she, he was trained by a guy then like, you know, yeah. it almost put me in a disadvantage. Like, really? Like, you're going to. But I guess it goes both ways. You know, yeah. there, there's females that end up leaving because their boyfriend at home is telling yeah. them, you know, um, and, and that's what my ex-boyfriend tried to do to me. And he's ultimately the relationship wasn't good. It's not like this was the only yeah. thing that ended it. But this is the last straw. And he's like, it's me or the company. And I'm like, and OK, he's like, it's this money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, peace. Like, uh, and that was it. We were done after that, yeah. you know? And he, I mean, he was abusive. It was bad. Like, yes. and, and becoming friends with, really good friends with Vasu, I will never forget. Like, I remember where he was sitting when it, like, dawned on me. 
like Vasu uh, was talking about his at the time girlfriend and just the way that he was talking about her and he was so sweet and yeah you know and i'm like i don't you start don't, to realize what you I deserve i didn't and like what's out there well, i almost didn't realize what i was in like yeah i'm not saying that i felt i deserved it like yeah. but i almost was in it for so long off and on all through high school and college like eight years a long time holy hell yeah, yeah. god really off and on i always say like it was a big waste of my high school and, and yeah. college years but it wasn't you know i'm in tons of learned. lessons learned yeah. yes and learned so honestly it's because of him that i'm here yeah if you really think about it yeah, yeah. so i'm like all of that spitting in my face or kicking me like i mean it was it got bad yeah. you know all of that to bring me here that's i mean i wouldn't have to go through that but that's fine yeah. like worth it for me so for sure so um so i see vasu you know treating his girlfriend amazing and um, and we're so close and his girlfriend's like, we become close, you know, like there's no animosity. He, she's not getting all weird. Like my boyfriend was with me, you know, yeah. working, you know, with, with people of the opposite sex and, yeah. um, you know, and I'm like, I don't think I'm in a good relationship. This, this doesn't seem right. So I, we ended up getting a bad, bad fight one night. Like it, he left and I'm like, I call my friends, like, we got to get me out of here. I cannot live with him anymore. He's like super abusive. He tried throwing me down the stairs. Like, let's go. Christ. So he was at the bars. He went to downtown Cleveland. And my friend and her boyfriend came with an SUV and we just packed up as much of my stuff as we could. Yeah. Throw it in his car, in their car, my car, and we're out. So yeah. by the time he got home from the bars, I was moved out. Now, yeah. I obviously didn't have some of my furniture that was there and stuff like that, but like I had my essentials. Yeah. Um, and so I was staying at um, my mom's house. Like I literally showed up at my mom's house with two car full, you know, car fulls of clothes. I'm like, I'm moving back in. So anyway, my brother was used to me being gone. It's tied, yeah. ties back to my brother. My brother was used to me being gone. I was in college for four years. And then right after college, I move in with my ex-boyfriend. So he had my room, which was my room. And I shared with my sister, but my sister was like doing drugs somewhere. So he had my room as like his office. He was starting his own company, like doing commercial door installation. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, I need somewhere to sleep. So all of a sudden his office, which is my bedroom is now his office, but I'm trying to turn it back into my bedroom and he's pissed. Yeah. He's like not having it. So we're not getting along. Um, you know, and the last interaction I had with him wasn't good. Like he, he had not been up against a wall. Like it was bad, you know? And then, so that was on um, a couple of days before his birthday, which is his birthday is June 6th. And so on June 6th, I'm like, All right, my ex is June 5th. Oh gosh. <laughs> more and more weird. I know. Um, so <laughs> over here, like, don't be weird. No. <laughs> um, so he, you know, I'm trying to be a, big, a good big sister. So I, text him on his birthday i didn't call him you know i was so pissed off that he threw me up against a wall or whatever but yeah. so i'm like you know happy birthday mark i love you and i think he might have said like thanks or something and then he shot himself one week later so i happened to be the night that he shot himself back with my ex-boyfriend like we weren't back together but i slept the night there i went you know yeah. my off on and off boyfriend so um i get and, and because he was so crazy and completely not understanding the way that things were really working at that point in time with American income. Like I was literally in the field when I, he thought I wasn't whatever. So, um, I would have to put my phone on silent Yeah. because if we were in a, getting a group text or someone made a sale, he'd like flip out and it'd be like, literally like a thousand ALP. I'm like, but he doesn't know that that's what yeah. it says. And so anyway, my phone on silent and, um, I wake up in the morning Well, I can't get ready there. Like I don't have my stuff at his house anymore. I moved yeah. out. So, um, that was on June 12th. And so I wake up to a text message from my mom saying, um, like couple, like call me. And then she's like, call me when you wake up. So I honestly don't really think it's that big of a deal. Like I don't think anything major yeah. is going on. Um, so I get out of his house. I'm on my way home to my mom's house and, uh, to shower, to go work. Cause I had appointments that day. 
And um, I called her like literally when I was pulling down my street, Peter and I street. And um, so I call her like, hey, what's going on? She's like, whatever you do, do not go in the house. Mark shot himself. And I'm like, what? And my, my, I couldn't process everything properly. You know, I'm like, well, I'm like, what are, I think I even said like, what a dumbass. Like, I thought he might've had a gun, like playing around, like, shot himself in the foot. Like, I'm yeah. not thinking he ended his life. So she's like, no, it's not good. Do not, don't go in the house. Don't go in his room. And it's like, when you tell a little kid, don't touch the stove, what do they want to do? Yeah. They want to go touch the stove. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't supposed to go in there, but I just trying to like, I wasn't shocked or not really understanding what was going on and just wanted to make sense of it. So I went up into my brother's room and it was literally a murder scene. And, um, and I just sat down on his bed, which is where he shot himself, obviously away from the blood. And I just sat there for a while. Like, I don't, I just, I don't understand what's going on, but he was still breathing. He was still alive at the hospital and he had shot himself the night before. So I, um, washed my face, brushed my teeth. I don't even think I showered. I just had to get out of there and went up to the, um, to the hospital and, and he was in the ICU, um, obviously dying. And, and then we watched him die. So, um, it was a really terrible experience, but, um, I'm glad that I could be there at least, you know, at least yeah. I, I got to be there. I mean, obviously he couldn't, I mean, he, he was left-handed too. Yeah. So he shot himself through his left temple, but the bullet actually was pulled out of the wall. So it went all the way through his head. Um, so, I mean, he didn't look like himself at all, you know, his, le- his last few minutes. I mean, he was so swollen. He literally looked like a 300, 250, he weighed maybe 250, huge, like big dude. He was very, very like thin. It was, it was weird. There was blood coming out of, it was a very terrible thing to see. And, um, I obviously probably didn't handle it properly or even know what I was really, what was going on. I was still in a state of shock and I didn't realize it at the time. So I leave the hospital. I watch the doctor, look at the clock, look down at his watch, look back up at the clock and then pronounce his time of death, which I can't remember what it was. But, um, and then I got in the car, I left the hospital and I called Simon, who was my essay. You know, I was only a couple months in at this point. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be late to the office because my brother just died. And he's like, what the, f- like, what the fuck? No, you're, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, Mark just shot himself. So I'm not going to be able to be on top. Like I'm behind schedule to get to the office. And he's like, you're not coming in. I'm like, I'm coming in. So we get another argument. You know, I'm like, I have my binders there. I have to come in. Like I have appointments today. And you know, it's like, you, <laughs> when you don't have E app, you know, it's, yeah. you don't have your binder. I could screw you too. So I had to go to the office to get my binder. And he's like, there, you're insane. You're not going out on appointments. I'm like I have to, like, what if, I almost wanted, I don't know if it was like survival mode or what I was trying. I don't know what it was. It was weird, but my, I was so determined to get in front of, um, as many people as I could that day, because if something happened to them and I wasn't there to protect them first, then that was going to be on me. Yeah. You know, like I just watched my own, my own blood die. I watched my brother die. And I know that's a different situation. It's suicide, but if I go out, don't protect these families today or I don't show up and then one of them gets in a car accident tomorrow, like that's on me. Like that's my fault. Yeah. Like that was what I was, what I was thinking. So, um, I went up to the office and I think someone I played like tug of war with my binder and then finally I won. And then I went out in the field and I wrote 3000 that day. I was top producer that week. And that was how I, that was how I handled it. You know, yeah. that was how I, um, I grieved, I guess, you know, I don't think that that's probably the healthiest way to do it, but yeah. that's how I did it. And, and that's how I got through it. And then th- between that and then my sister, you know, she was, um, she's recovered now and she's amazing and she's a beautiful soul, but she was like hard, hardcore shit, like stuff that you watch on TV, yeah. hardcore heroin addicts, like bad. Yeah. And, um, and so she was actually in a, she couldn't get out for my brother's, for, for her twins, 
uh, funeral because it wasn't an open casket. We couldn't have an open casket. Yeah. She was in jail. So um, she couldn't get out because she was in jail and he couldn't have an open casket because of how he died. And so, um, you know, there are times where she's missing or using or who knows what. Um, you know, it was a really, really tough time. And then the breakup, even though that was a good thing, it was still not easy. Um, so all of that's happening in my first couple months. And I'm like, I made a decision. Like I had to consciously tell myself I can make a decision to allow this to break me or make me. Like yeah. these are all very bad things, which when sometimes we got new, these new people, sometimes they'll come in and they stub their toe and they're like, I got to take a week off. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't really have sympathy for people like that. Like, I, I think that we have to use our, our, our life experiences to, um, you know, to make other, other people's lives better, to improve ourselves. I, I want to use all those experiences that I went through to put me in a position to win. Like I was using that as motivation, yeah. not as a reason to leave or not as a reason to have an excuse to not write business or to not have success, you know? And so that just fueled me, yeah. you know, then on top of just wanting to make sure that I could potentially be in a position where down the road I could, uh, you know, if I had a family, I could, um, you know, provide for them in a way that yeah. my parents worked very hard but we really didn't come from much of anything like mm -hmm. i thought i was rich when i got a comma on my paycheck the first time like i i actually thought i was like rich when i got a, a, a comma on my first paycheck you yeah. know like you no know, but my mom worked multiple jobs so i mean i wanted to make a difference um you know and and using this as motivation to better my family down the road and not let those bad circumstances turn into an excuse to to not work you know yeah were there any like traits that your brother had leading up to that, that were kind of like indicators. Yeah. So he was really, really bad, like his whole childhood. Now I would not have expected it to lead to what it did, but um, like I told you in, in the beginning, like growing up, he was just bad. Like he just like getting pissed off and punch holes in the walls. And like, we were always patching up the holes in, in the walls that he was creating. And, um, and that was like from a really early age. I remember when I was in fourth grade, <laughs> I'll never forget this because my big crush was in my was in my in, in my class, and I got pulled out of fourth grade in my fourth grade classroom um, by the print by the principal because my brother had kicked the principal in the balls, taken his glasses off his head and stomped on them and ran out of the school and is missing now, and they wanted to know if he were to go somewhere where would he go? I'm like I don't know. He's in second grade. Like <laughs> I don't even know where I would go. Like yeah. it was a hard question for me to answer. And they ended up finding him at home, which was not close to the school. So he was really bad from a really young age, but it was just like anger issues it wasn't really like depression or anxiety type stuff i never picked up on that necessarily he's just an angry like an angry person and i thought he started to get better like towards the end you know when he's starting to get a little bit older he's yeah, you know that's 19 20 like he kind of started to grow out of it you know yeah. um and maybe it's just because i wasn't around as much i was in college so i never i didn't know how you know how quickly his, you know he'd trigger um you know, have a trigger to, to just start going crazy again. But when I uh, came home and was trying to use my bedroom as a bedroom and he got pissed off because it was his office and then he put me up against the wall, I realized that like, okay, maybe he still has some of these anger issues, but there was nothing to um, make me feel that he would ever be in a position to, to commit suicide. Um, yeah. He did have a breakup though. There was a breakup, which it was not this girl's fault. There was obviously deeper issues with him, but he had a breakup where I think in his mind, like that's kind of what led up to it. I don't know if he did it in his mind because he thinks that that you know it was because of the the breakup or a combination of him just always being unhappy. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. But um, but uh, his best friend I remember pulled me aside. He lived across the street from us. Um, and he's like, I'm really worried about Mark. It was about a week before Mark died. I'm really worried about Mark. He he's 
talking about killing himself, you know, and I'm like, I blew him off. I'm like, Josh, he's fine. Like all 20 year olds say I'm going to kill myself when they go, like they don't mean it. Like, yeah. like you know, it's like, oh my yes. gosh, I'm going to kill myself. Like I don't say that yes. ever. Like I'm super, super sensitive yes. um, to that now. Yes. But when I was younger, oh, for, I mean, it could be like, I was frustrated with my mom. Like, oh my God, I just want to kill myself. You yeah. know, like that's just what young kids say. Yeah. And I blew it off and I told Josh, he was, I'm like, he's fine. Like, he's not going to really kill himself. Mm-hmm. And then he did. Yeah. And so Josh really struggled with that too. You know? So, I mean, it are you just, so close with, with Josh? Yeah. I mean, we consider their whole entire family, yeah. um, you know, our family, yeah, yeah. we grew up with them. There's, there's two girls and two boys. So there are four of them. And, um, between the four of them and the three of us, you know, we're all give or take around each other's ages, but with the boys mm-hmm. were kind of, you know, the one guy was in, in isn't, was, uh, my age. We grew up in the same yeah. grades, same classes, but, um, and the two girls are a little bit older. That's both their weddings. Like they're yeah. close. Yeah. For sure. He actually named, uh, Josh named his son after Mark, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I, uh, wanted to kind of wrap up and try to give some, some tips or pointers for, for individuals maybe in, you know, uh, relationships that, that they necessarily shouldn't be in. Um, I think it helps out just yeah. with life in general. I know like growing up, you know, with my parents being in jail, you know, well, some of that was from child abuse and domestic abuse and watching my mom get beat every night. You know, I don't know what makes somebody stay, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know. And, and obviously I don't know like how drastic, you know, your, your, your yeah. situation was, but maybe indicators, you know, that people should look for. And like, I think everybody sometimes has decent advice, but then it's just kind of self-implementation. Like when yeah. you end up in that situation, what are, what are things maybe young people or people in general can look for and do to, to make sure they're being safe That's and wise to take care of their themselves? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I look back on my experience obviously things weren't bad in the beginning right yeah. like they get bad over time and so like looking back on it i probably should have picked there's just small little things i think people should be aware of like you know be aware of of smaller things that could indicate potential little future. red flags yeah red little red flags i guess would be a good way to say it like there were in the beginning we get in an argument he would just get like real pissed like just too pissed off where it's like not really normal yeah. to act like that nothing yeah. would happen yet you know yeah um and so i think when when little indicators like that are, are going off i think it's something to pay attention to maybe you don't need to end the relationship yeah. but it's something to be pay attention to and i think that um no one should ever be in a position where they're where they're physically or mentally abused and and i was definitely both but i will tell you i i again i don't think i deserved it and oh i know i didn't deserve it and um I don't wish that on anyone, but I also think that it made me who I am. Cause I'll tell you, I haven't had a single relationship like that since, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't take anyone's shit. Yep. <laughs> like I'm completely different now. So in a positive way because yeah. of that, you know, and I look back like, how could I have been so dumb for so long? <laughs> I think that people honestly do. And I, I hate to say this because I believe it to an extent. I knew that things were not great between us, but I don't, I actually started to not understand how bad they were you almost kind of get used to it like you're conditioned yeah. for it where um when it happens like oh yeah well he got really pissed off and he spit in my face like that's one of the worst things that i think you could do to someone yeah and um and i would forgive him for that like because yeah. he would i think it's a felony or something yeah it, well <laughs> i mean it's i don't i don't know but i know that if you do it like to a, a paramedic for example which which is what, what my boyfriend is like it's a felon it's definitely a felony on the person yes. doing doing it to a paramedic yeah you know or, or to any you know um officer but so, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was bad, but like th- the first time it happens, if someone apologizes and you want to take them back, it's just not a good idea. Th- I don't think that things are a one and done thing. Like I'm never going to physically assault my, anyone that I care about. Like I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter how and I've been pissed off before, but I'm not going to spit in someone's face. Like that just wouldn't happen. So I think that not taking, um, you know, not taking the 
the apologies um, after one time is, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. Meh. Simple and wise. Mm-hmm. Simple and wise for sure. This was, this was fire. Is there anything else you wanted to share to help encourage or add value to people? You know, I think I'll go one tip that was told to me um, really, really early on in my career. And this pretty much goes for anything in life, not just American income or, or even um, a career, but um, is, and it made a lot of sense to me at the time, but it, it's so much more, it's deeper than, than what was first said to me is if you want to know how to make it and whatever, I'm just going to use American income, for example. You know, I was told if you want to make it here, there's only one thing that you have to follow. And I promise you, if you literally, if you follow this to a T, like hundred percent, you're gonna have success. And I'm like, I'm like all excited, like ready to take notes. Yeah. Just don't quit. I think people quit. I think people give up too early. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that especially in, and I'm specifically to to the business that we're in, if you do not quit, you will make it 100% of the 100%. time. I don't know one person that stuck around that hasn't made it. Yeah. Not one. Now, yeah. they might have had ups and downs. They might have failed in the beginning. They might have failed in the middle, you know, yeah. or they were just straight up to the top the whole way, regardless of, you know, the path that you take. As long as you don't end that path, you'll make it. And I think too many people give up too soon. Yeah. You got to train your brain to be positive. Like there's yeah. so many things that I try to teach myself. Like, okay, I have to talk to myself sometimes. Like if there's a bad situation or I want to get worked up or, you know, I actually, I almost don't like it when things are going too smooth, knock on wood. Yeah. Like I, I like adversity. It, it, it fuel, it, it makes me a better person. Yeah. And so I think when people can look at the negative situations that they may be going through or experiencing, look at it and figure out what positive thing can you pull from that. Um, you know, I think that's a game changer. And, and for me, it was especially, like I said, with those, those things I dealt with early on in my career, like I've never allowed those to be excuses. I let them be my like positives for yeah. me, even though I would take my brother back over anything. Like there's on a different note outside of American income, there's so many lives that I feel like I've been able to help. Hopefully I have, you know, it's even was once a year on the day my brother died. I usually will post stuff on social media. I get pretty emotional, like once a year, you know, like yeah. I'm pretty cool. Most of the time I will have some breakdowns here and there. So, and every single time I posted, um, something on social media about my brother and it's not just like, oh, I'm sad today's 10 years. It's like there, it's okay to not be okay. But yeah. you ha- like I'm trying to just let someone out. If it reaches one person where it can help them maybe, yeah. you know, stick around one day longer then like, I'm so every single time I've done that, I've had someone reach out to me personally. Yeah. And so I, I like through Mark, I'm able to, help other people i think which i which is really cool um you know yeah, i don't know me. i don't know how that long. was something traumatic for me to be so in love with someone and not be able to help them you know yeah, what i mean because like, it's terrible she, my, like she did not grieve like i thought she was grieving but it, she was not like it was like just shut off you know what yeah. I mean? plus i'm a week into starting a, as a youngest SGA yeah yeah that's wild it was crazy. It's wild. It was yeah, really but I crazy. think figure out what you can pull positive from every situ- every negative situation. Yeah. And there is something positive in every negative situation. Absolutely. And I think it just makes you a better person. Like, I, I, I'm glad that I had adversity. Yes. I, I, I would have probably be upset. Knowing what it's done to me now, I'm a completely different person than, than pre, like, major adversity, you know? Absolutely. Well. Cool. This is the point of adversity, Kings. Yeah. Um, anything you want to shout out? Any any uh, things in regard to the company, social medias? Anything at all you want to advertise? Any any companies, well, products? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just want to. <laughs> I got a whole long chew, list here. Chew red gum. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I I just wanted to thank you for having me on here. Really, yeah. I think this is super cool. Um. I w- was watching your podcast. I'm like, dang, he, he doesn't have any women on there. You know. Well, um, I have one with Sarah, but we're making some adjustments. Yeah, I heard. Yes. So and <laughs> so um, <laughs> there won't be any issues with this one. You know. Yes. I, I, but uh, I 
I think that um, what you're doing is dropping. amazing. I think this is super cool. Um, and it's fun because it's not just about business. No, you know, and there relaxed. are some hilarious. I'm like, man, I don't think we're going to have any funny stories because we don't. I'm just getting to know you, you know? Yeah. When when I asked you to speak at 2-1, I promise I'll finish after this. When I asked you to speak at 2-1, I, I've never met you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was super excited to have you. And I've only heard about you and I've heard good things. But I was so blown away. I just think that you're incredible. And this company is super, super blessed to have you. And I was texting Simon. You're probably like 10 minutes in. And I text him. I'm like, hey, uh, Tristan is incredible. Like, I think I'm obsessed with him in, in, yeah. a, in a professional way. I'm yes. like, he's so good. Like, yeah. especially for your age, it's it's incredible to see what you're doing and, and even stuff like this. Yeah. So I it's appreciate all fun. It's all here. good. And I got a great mom. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> and so uh, great mom, great mentorship yeah. and, and my faith and great people like you. This is yeah. this is fun. I like to be genuine and, and, and chill. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So that's it. 